Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I'm joined once again by the beautiful Smokin' Nicole, uh, who sits here right next to me. I'm just going to lean over you really quick, and I just want to adjust a little bit on my microphone there. Just You're way in my space. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't reach it. It was all the way I, over there. Totally fine. <laughs> the audio just sounded off. I think I got it now. My headset was a little wonky when I started, so... So was mine. I feel like it was a rush start today. <sighs> yeah, kind of, sort of. I don't know. Maybe. Um, anyway, we're here. We're back. We we, we missed last week's show. Uh, I wasn't feeling well. It was a, it was a it was a game time decision. It was a last minute decision. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I just physically wasn't feeling up to it. So um, uh, we had to we had to postpone. Also, there wasn't anyone coming on too. So. Obviously, that that made the decision easier. I never want. I never like to cancel, uh, and it's true. And I know how that sounds, but but it's true. I mean, when you have a guest coming on, it's kind of like you know the last thing you need to do or ever want to do is cancel, especially when they've taken the time out of their day, their schedule to like make sure they're there, set up. So when there's not someone there, like you never want to cancel a show ever. But it, the decision is much easier, obviously, when you're like, well, I don't have a guest, so I'm, I'm wasting their time or whatever. So um, that's just what happened there. So. Uh, I feel better now. I'm fine. But uh, we're here. We're back. Um, we're smoking cigars. We're smoking cigars. We're smoking Atabay tonight. Nicole's going to smoke the Spiritus. I'm going to smoke the Delirios or Delirious. I don't, as I said, I'm not good with pronunciation. But you can find these cigars at twoguyscigars.com. Um, the Spiritus is the Lancero size. Uh, that cigar retails for $32. And the Delirios is more of a, I would say you'd call it a Robusto, but it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little longer than the standard Robusto. Um, it's kind of in between, and it's got a, it's got a slightly slimmer ring gauge to it. Um, I don't know, I'd call it like in between like a, a Robusto and a Toro. That is also $32. You can buy find those cigars. At the number two guyscigars.com today, they have all of the Atabe cigars, all of the sizes. How many sizes do they have? I forget. We've talked. They have this. quite a few. One, two, three, four, five, from. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I think it's thirteen. They got thirteen sizes. They also got the Delirios in the box for seven ninety nine, or you can get a three pack in the tubes uh, for one hundred five. That's also a good deal too. The three packs, those are great, especially when you're going to be with friends. You grab a three pack. One for you, two for friends. Can't beat it. I think the fresh packs are the best. What manufacturers got going on with the fresh packs? Usually four or five cigars. Uh, I think Gurkha's with the Revenant is six. Uh, but those are great. They're usually um, priced well. They're great. The cigars actually stay fresh. They have the gel lining in them. They're colorful. They're really popular. Those are always are a great buy. Live from oh, the sorry, that's my oh, bad. Oh, what, what'd you do? <laughs> I went on the wrong screen. It happens. <laughs> it's a thing. Sorry. I was interrupting you talking. <laughs> um, but no, that's it. You can find all that fun stuff at the number two guys, cigars.com. And as we always, go. we are cutting and lighting our cigars today with our Cigar Blondie accessories. Shout out to Cigar Blondie, Leo, our friend, Leo, the beautiful Leo. You also may know her from uh, Nova Cigars, but Cigar Blondie is a separate venture. It's her own thing. It's her accessories brand that she started. They're awesome lighters, the slim, flat blade flame, double guillotine cutter. Real firm, solid. 
You can find those at CigarBlondie.com. Okay, well, I just poured myself a drink. This is TGIF. This is my Friday. I am tired, if you couldn't tell. She's exhausted. Uh, I'm exhausted. It's been a week. My car broke down. Um, So there was that. We had to go car shopping this week. It was not fun. There is literally nothing on the market. I don't know if any of you listening today have had to buy a car lately, but it is absolutely terrible. Oh, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. People are still rude. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. There's multiple layers. Anyone who's ever bought a car or ever just kicked the tires in a dealership before knows what a pain in the ass it really can be. Um, First of all, you get your standard pushy salesman. I mean, that part of it is always there, no matter where you go, um, for the most part. Uh, There's been a few uh, who are are actually pretty good. Um, The guy that I get my trucks from is pretty good. Um, I feel like in all my years, I've had to... I haven't really had that pushy asshole salesman, but like we actually ran into that stereotypical one at the first dealership that we had gone to this week. And it just put me in a mood to not want to deal with anything. Um, the other part of it too, that you notice he was a, he was a much younger fellow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Probably if I was to take a stab in the dark, 27 to 32. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. So, you know, part of it also, I think, I mean, seasoned veteran car salesmen do it too right especially ones that have been around a long time and they've been successful they got an ego and they think they're you know they're badass but even the younger guys right this younger kid you know he comes out of the gate thinking like i'm a car salesman now i gotta be a tough guy i just gotta be pushy to make the sale and but you know it's all about how you approach it too i mean you can be pushy in sales and not come across as being a dick so the dealership we went to quite literally had five cars left Uh, most of the cars i guess are being sold in transit nowadays um in terms of like new inventory yeah from for new inventory and so you know the shipments are on their way maybe they're two or three weeks out but half the cars are already sold if you know if not that and so um they only had a handful of crappy cars left on the lot and not crappy meaning meaning actual crap they were new but they were like Ugly colors, like, like price point packages that were just way out of, you know, like extra, tra- you know, I wasn't looking for any yeah, like they had like nice, and- you know, nice quality models and vehicles. It was, yeah. it was like, you know, when you, you know, when you go to a dealership and they're like, oh, I got this, I got this special I can give you. I got a, I got a red with like a cream and brown interior. And you're like, who the fuck drives around in that color combo? That makes no sense. That's what they had left. And of course, because nobody wants that. People want black. They want white. They want silver gray. They want black interior. And it was like the highest level trim. Yeah. And it was, but for the color, like, I feel like no one would want that. Anyway, so he was just like really pushy because he was trying to get us into that specific car when it was not anything I was looking for. No. Wasn't even <laughs> Nothing. close. Nothing. Um, and we told him. And he was like, you know, we were just like, all right, well, you know what? This uh, we're we're gonna keep on shopping because you know we're trying to find, you know, something that she likes better. And it was oh, and yeah. the and the and the recline thing just popped out on me. <laughs> I wasn't in all we the We got a new chair in the studio, and you already broke it. That came. This it didn't week. break. It's just <laughs> the the recline anyway. stick is not in there all the way. So here's a comment from Bruce Carvana says they're selling cars for less than they paid for them since the price dropped on used cars. Now that could be. True, Bruce. But what I will say is Carvana and Carfax didn't have a single car listed on their website for less than $18,000. You mean CarMax. 
Carmax, sorry. Yeah. Did I say Carfax? Yeah. Well, Carfax Car- is different. Car- yeah. Carmax and Carvana. So they had nothing less than 18 grand, which is wild. And then on like um, Auto Trader, you know, where, wherever I was looking, literally salvage tire- title cars were coming up <laughs> as options like for under 18,000. It, it's it's wild right now. Obviously, I'm not getting a salvage, but like the no. airbags have been busted through on all of them. Like, and people are paying good money for those too, right? I mean, People are paying for the salvage cars and just fixing them up. Just I feel like that's cheaper in some options. I think for the people who yeah. are in that situation, I mean, it's, yeah, desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah. It's a lot of work. But now in the end, we ended up getting Nicole a nice brand new vehicle with pretty much everything she wanted. So yeah. uh, it did work out. But, yeah, it's just it, it's that whole song and dance. You got to go to the dealerships and, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors with those guys. But too. can I just say that? It was so satisfying today when I got an email from the first dealership and the asshole guy reached back out to be like, hey, so like he reached out twice. He left me a voicemail and then emailed me. And um, he was like, oh, hey, I just want to follow up because he was like, if you walk away today, then, you know, you're walking away from this great deal and all of this. And um, I went like literally, I think one of the next dealerships we went to, I the guy, super nice, same deal, but gave one. him my business. Um, because obviously he wasn't an asshole. So it was very satisfying to tell him I bought a car at the dealership, maybe like five minutes down the road from him. <laughs> I don't know if that's mean or not, but eh, you know what? I mean, <laughs> look, I've done it a bunch of times. Um, I'm not, I'm also one of those people that like, I'm not shy. If I walk into an establishment and you're literally in my ass before I've even been able to like, stop, look around and see what you even have. I'm going to tell you, like, I'm all set. I'll come find you when I'm ready. And that's not me being rude. That's me trying to be like, listen, I haven't even, like, smelled the air freshener in this building yet. And you're already asking me what you need to do to get me to buy. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm buying yet because I haven't even looked around. So why don't you give me a beat and I'll let you know. Um, So, yeah, it's just it's most people who've ever, you know, been in dealerships and bought cars, which I think most people have, it's. Yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. It's yeah. It, it had been a while for me just because getting a new car is fun. Like when it's over, when you deal with all the with all the bullshit, and then like, all right, cool. Like we sign the papers and we get to like dry, like see it, and uh, that's the fun part because now all that's over, and then you get a new car, and it's like, oh my god, this is all new. And everyone gets all excited, but that initial like when you first go in, and they're like, so like, what are you looking to drive? And you're like, something with four wheels. It's also just a lot more. I feel like expensive. I mean, than it was like, it's true. and yeah. it, granted it's been well, it's a seller's time, market. And the last time I bought a car was about six years ago. So it's been a while. And you know, my, my car I had the other day, I stopped in traffic and it rolled into neutral at a stop sign. And so it's slipping into neutral as I'm driving it. So probably not safe. So I had to get something else. Um, but yeah, it's it, it was a wild week and now i'm tired but i'm happy that's done <laughs> and i'm in, enjoying my canned mojito um courtesy of bacardi <laughs> mm. yeah that's a really good one <laughs> those are really good i enjoy those a lot i do like white claw what flavor that's not the regular mojito this what is, is the mango mojito i don't think i've had that yet is that another one no we're down to our last can damn i have to go shopping <laughs> um so. i gotta go over to uh, i gotta go to giorgio's and get more of those that's this is the only place around here that really has all the flavors um yeah no i it was it was a long week indeed you know so it's we're we're back we're finally back we're glad to be back mm-hmm. um we're new car shopped out 
we're all done with that. Thank God, uh, we're here tonight. We we had uh, so there's no so last week actually. Yeah, let's get into this too. So last week we were supposed to have Lito Gomez Jr. and he canceled. And boo, but that's now, okay. Now here's the thing. <laughs> Most Sorry. of the time, if a if a guest has to cancel on me, like this week, Oliver Nouveau was supposed to be on from United Cigar, also canceled, and he canceled. Here's the difference, though. Oliver came to me as an as an intellectual and as a professional, and was like, "Hey, I have a conflict of interest. I got an event that got booked." Blah blah blah. And I said, "Oliver, no problem for you. Anything. That's why we're smoking Atabay tonight in honor of Oliver not what being would have here." Been? But he, he's still coming on. He'll be on in a couple of weeks. We reschedule. He'll be on. But yeah. um, but he couldn't come on. I said, no problem. We made it work. Um, Carney had to let me know that Junior wouldn't be able to make it. So he couldn't even come to me himself and be like, yo, I can't make it. I got something going on. He made John do it for him. So And he canceled on me for the second time. So you know what, Lito Junior? You're out. All right? I'm going to have Tony come on next time instead. We're going to talk about how great. He is. He's gonna earn his way back into the circle. Yeah. Of invitation. Yeah. You know. And I'm sure if and honestly, if John was here, I mean, it's you know, he'd probably be like, yeah, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I feel like Connie wouldn't fight me too much on it either. Um, but yeah, so that that's what's going on. So so there is no one with us tonight. So we decided, and we're you know, as we move forward, we've been making changes to the show. We're trying to find different things to do, um, and we don't want to have guests on every week as much so we can try to do some different things with the show and it's hard to do different things when you always have someone on with you so this week we we were, we were talking about what we we're going to talk about and it's november so first of all we're heading towards the end of the year mm-hmm. so cigar of the year list stuff is about to begin um us and the team i've already talked to the other guys on the team about this it's you know kind of get prepared get your head straight you know we're going into this so um into the fire into the fire. So we're working on that. As we kind of get into that, we're also looking at, so as a, as a general or a rule of thumb, uh, not necessarily directly pertaining to the cigars that are going to be on the list, but in, in a bigger whole as the industry, kind of who are the people who are leading the way in terms of, you know, just overall sales, popularity, growth, and who has the most connect with the consumers. It's not just... It's not just, you know, who sells the most cigars. And I got this inspiration from Coop, uh, from the Cigar Coop team. Him and Bear, uh, about a month or so ago, they did the Cigar Industry Power Ranking Show, and they both did a list, and they listed kind of who they thought. I, I really liked that idea, and I spoke with Coop about it, and I said, hey, do you mind if I do something with this? I don't want to step on your toes and copy. I'm going to do something kind of a little bit different, but kind of the same theme. He's like, no, absolutely not. He goes, if, if, if you're getting inspiration from it, then it served its purpose. So I said, cool. So I, I kind of came up with something that's broken up into three different categories. Um, we have who's in control, mm-hmm. who's hot, and who yeah. to look out for. So, you know, basically anyone who's in control. Who con- to watch. Or who to watch. Look. Um, basically anyone who's in control being a company who, in all aspects of it, Yep. I mean, they're they're in, they're deep engaged with the consumers. They have cigars that they're they're moving. They not only just good quality cigars, but they just they have cigars moving. They have, you know, everyone's smoking them. They're on store shelves everywhere you go. You know, a lot of it's the big companies too because of they course, are in control. For of course, one. big companies have the yeah. most control. I mean, the more I mean, the bigger you are, the more control you have, right? So you're gonna see kind of a pattern of. Who's in control is a lot of big companies, and especially companies who've been around a long time. Uh, but there's something to be said about that. Then we get into kind of who's hot, which is generally right now, 
just as a cigar wise, just who's who's the most popular? Who who's cigars we see in the most? Who's selling the most stuff? Who's getting the most buzz? Who's getting the most praise? Who's constantly getting you know high ratings on reviews out there? And then there's you know who who to watch? You know who who's maybe kind of quiet, but they've been making some moves. And they're starting to ramp up some momentum, and I expect. And maybe, they're going to ramp further. Yeah, and maybe next year that they have a huge year. Um, so we'll get into it a little bit, you know, piece by piece. Uh, I think we're going to start with who's in control or who's hot. I think we're going to do who's in control. Who's in control? Who's in control makes more sense first. So, and I do have, <laughs> I have my notes too. So here we go. <laughs> I pulled up the wrong page on mine. I pulled up the front end of the website. I wanted to pull the back end. So this is actually also going to be a written. Um, three-piece set that will be published on the website um, after the show. Um, so it's I'm, I'm, we're going to be reading off of the stuff that's already been written. And then I would say, you know, don't be surprised, right, with at the end of the year when we come out with our top cigar list, you know, this is where we're going to be getting our inspiration from. You're talking about the cigars for Cigar of the Year. Yes. The actual yeah. individual ranking. Yeah. 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 And that's true. I mean, and part of this is you're not going to, you're not, you're going to see a lot of cigars from some of these manufacturers probably on a lot, not just our list, but like every list, just because mm-hmm. these are the companies who are putting out the cigars that are in that caliber too, yep. for the most part, especially like who's hot, who's putting out the cigars that everybody wants right now that are ranking high. You know what I mean? So yep. um, it, it's, it's not going to be too much of a shock. Maybe some, maybe some will disagree, but Hey, that's, that just is what it is. Um, do you want to start us off? Do you want me to start us off? How do you want to do this? Um, you can start us off. I mean, we both compiled the list together, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you could start us off. Also, I'll if you saw, if you saw the show that Coop and Bear did with um, the power rankings when they listed their brands, you're gonna see some of those names here again. And I've actually, it's funny because I've talked to Nicole and I've talked to Coop about it, and it was just kind of like, yeah, but those are the brands that. I think even we agree with, you know, it's those are the ones that have the most control or whatever, the most heat. Um, first one right off the bat for who's in control, Arturo Fuente. Boom. I mean, I know what some people will say, you know, for a, for a lot of these brands, right? And this, because no, this doesn't just apply to Arturo Fuente. You have to, you have to. You have to address what the negatives people might say. And right? for those listening, we want to hear you chime in in the comments if you agree or disagree. Yeah, of course. There's always, I mean, we want to hear what other people think too. But so, first thing that people are going to say probably about Arturo Fuente, LFD, handful of brands, right? Oh, yeah, but their cigars are always backward. I can't get them. You ask Jay Davis, be like, you know, you tell him, you give Jay a brand, and he'll be like, yeah, but they won't send me this. And they're backordered. It's like, yes, I know, they're backordered. I feel like Jay just gets <laughs> shit into the stick, though. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, and it's like, yeah, so, and it's like, yes, I know. There are companies that are backordered, you know, and there's a lot of cigars that are backordered. It is a thing. It It is difficult. But at the end of the day, um, I'd rather have backorders and have people waiting to buy cigars than have, like, Three million dollars in cigars that nobody wants to buy. Um, so, um, yeah, Arturo Fuente. They start us off the list. Look, big company, been around a long time. Uh, and the thing is with Fuente is it's not even just about the higher end stuff they make. It's not just about like Opus X and all the crazy stuff they come out with the rare pinks. I mean, you look at the core line that they have: eight five eights. You know, Chateau Fuente. I mean, and where do you see those? Like, I see short stories. Everywhere. everywhere every gas station hemingway every cheap like everywhere like they're everywhere their core line yeah opus is hard to get but i just i see them everywhere like even like our local like total wine has them 
Yep. I'm just it, 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 places on the side of the highway. Like, <laughs> they and have, the thing they is, you, and, 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 and then you look at like who's buying what, and it's like you, obviously, yeah, you see a lot of people smoking like the more limited stuff, Opus X, Rare Pink, uh, even some of the other stuff they have, and. But I consistently see people smoking 858. I see people smoking uh, the Magnum Mars. I see people smoking Don Carlos. Uh, those cigars are mostly readily available at most shops. Casa Cooper I see very frequently. Um, you see a lot of short stories, bestsellers, um, you know, all the different sizes in the Hemingway line. You see those all the time. I'm so sorry. I just have to read this for a minute. Those brands good too. All love no hate, but they have not offered to give Coop a sponge bath. Key. Is Shadow One watching? Oh, <laughs> yes. that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, Shadow One, you better stick around because I mean, you might make the list. Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll I see. think I think they make the list in multiple categories, and I'll explain what that means. In I a bit. feel like they are on a whole nother level and could probably get away with their own list. Yeah, it's true. They're just on a different planet. Like I said, there. I, they're gonna kind of make multiple lists, but you'll it'll make more sense in the end. So, anyway. um. <laughs> Anyway, like I was saying, so yeah. and I would say the same with like Drew Estate. Drew Estate's also on the list. Drew Estate's another one of those companies, a big company, wide portfolio. Before you even get into Drew Estate, one thing to mention also is that Liana left the company, but they're still going to hold where they are. Now, normally with a family member of like such key importance, I feel like a lot of companies you'd be like, eh. but I still feel like they have their like where they are well yeah i mean the other thing is too is well the other thing about arturo fuente that i like you know in terms of these big brands right they're getting more engaged with the consumers firsthand i mean they have the meet the professor show they started a few years ago yep. you're seeing carlito and cynthia jose they even get jeremiah marifal that's you know on the show with them and does some other things you know you, you see them connecting with people on social media they have a show um they're 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 more available so to speak now mostly through social media um but it's another thing you know they're engaging with the consumer base which is a big part of it too because at the end of the day the consumers all of you guys who are watching and listening at home i mean you guys are the ones going in the cigar shops you guys are the ones who are buying the cigars and spending the money on product and you know we take an analysis of what we see you know online in shops whatever of what people are buying what are people talking about and that's one of those brands where I see people buying all ends of the spectrum of their collection, not just the hard to get stuff. You see people watching their shows. You hear people talking about it. I mean, it's just it's everywhere. You go on social media. Uh, you go in cigar shops. It's it's, it's the same. Whether it's, you know, it, it, one's not bigger than the other. I would probably online probably bigger because there's just more access. But, you know, it's just for the sake of the conversation, it's they cover all the bases. Right. Uh, but, you know, and to your point, you know, that's true. You know, Liana did leave. That was a little bit of a surprise but i it's it's not a i don't think a move that's going to obviously end the company no. the company will continue to thrive and i am slightly critical so the only thing i would critique only thing is that i feel like they haven't had very many in person consumer events who arturo fuente yes yeah this i guess as of late even their reps engaging in stores i mean i feel like there hasn't been any fuente events there has, and maybe up, maybe it's just in our neck of the woods. It might just depend on who the rep is in that area. But yeah, yeah. at least up here, you know, we're pretty in tune to Rhode Island, you know, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. You know, we pay attention to what's going on. I just feel like I haven't seen anything for an in-person, even like a box selling event. That's the only critique that yeah. I would have. 
yeah i mean some some fuente events i think would be would be kind of fun um I think everyone kind of handles their events a little bit differently. And that's why I was starting to kind of get into Drew Estate. And that's why I was segueing. Because Drew Estate, on the other hand, boom. It's very different. It's very opposite. I mean, one of the things you could say about Drew Estate, which will also go along with General, Altidus, and Davidoff, you know, the big four companies um, that don't attend the trade show. They don't attend the trade show. They're not engaging with the retailers at the trade show. And they're not debuting products at a trade show. So where, where are they doing this? How are they doing this? They've begun to do this through their barn smoker events, which are consumer engaging. Um, most of the people that would want to be seen or met from Drew Estate, like JD, Willie, Pedro, um, you know, they are all yeah. at those events. And consumers yeah. can go and, <coughs> excuse me, uh, they can go, they can see tobacco. Nicole went to the barn smoker yep. actually, so she can speak on this too. And they got new products. They're handing out cigars. They have fun activities. You see in tobacco, you can learn something. You can meet those people that maybe you wouldn't normally get to meet. Like those of us in the media, you know, we, we interact with those people, but the average consumer doesn't. That's a great opportunity for them to go and, and have that kind of access. The other engagement I would say is from Freestyle Live. I mean, just yeah. think of that engagement. So not only do they just sort of have the market on like in-person, large scale, in-person consumer events. And Drew Estate is, I mean, I'm sorry, but the uh, Freestyle Live is the, actually the primary releasing factor of how they're bringing their new brands out now. Yes. But also just, you know, the Freestyle Live, that is how they're bringing them in. But that's like a huge digital. They gave away, didn't they give away like a Dodge Charger on one of those two? Like... Yeah, so I think the last one, which was the the Metallica, the M eighty one, that one is, um, they gave away I think a guitar. I think they gave away like a Gibson Les Paul, not a cheap cigar, not a cheap guitar. Uh, they gave away a Dodge Charger. One of them they gave away a Bitcoin. Yep, they gave away a Bitcoin. That's I true. can't remember. What, one of them they gave away. I think the first one was it the first one when they did Underground Ten that they gave away like a Tiki Bar. Or something like that. That's when Joe came on when he was with them. I can't remember, but they have some. I mean, they are also the kings of swag. But I feel like that's true. But I feel like every single time they do a freestyle live, like the other giveaways, like just keep getting better and better. And it's like, what are they going to do next? You know, it's kind of like, all right, so the next freestyle live, what are they going to give away now? Giving away a condo? Mm. I mean, they give away Bitcoin, give away cars, nice guitars, uh, all sorts of crazy stuff. So, I mean, yeah, but again, engagement their cigars are on most shelves people are buying them they have a wide selection of stuff they have ultra premiums they have the league of bravada collection like at the underground collection herrera's delete they have all the infused stuff like acid they have the java um the tobacco specials you know they they have that wide spectrum of many different products that many different kinds of smokers with different palettes can pick from and still stay under their umbrella um one of those things you have to do to stay in control of everybody, right? You have to offer something for everybody. Uh, and then you have to execute it with your events and with your unveilings of your cigars and getting people interested in building that hype when you have a new product coming. But the Freestyle Live, it's, it's a win-win. It's easy. You get you get some cigars. You get to try them before you know what they are. It's a great way for Drew Estate to get them in people's hands ahead of time and get it going, peak the interest, and not just go, this cigar is coming out. You send out a press release, and then it's on store shelves, and then people have to remember that when they walk into a store and go, Oh yeah, what's new? No, I mean this. I mean people are gonna know right away. And they're gonna be like, "Hey, where's that that cigar that Drew Estate, you know, made the fuss about? They made a whole unveiling. They're gonna remember that." Uh, so that's great. I mean they've done a great job executing that. Um, it's 
it's I think the new gener that's the next generation for them really. Yeah. You know, and we talked about, you know, them not being at the trade show. I think this is how they make up for it. Obviously they don't spend as much money to go to the trade show. So they're saving money doing that. They're spending that money that they would be spending on these other things that have worked for them. Now, are we also saying that we don't think that they should be at the trade show? I'd like to see them at the trade show. It's nice to have them there. It's nice to see them there. It's to have everyone I together. I hope they come back. I yeah. do. I do. Um, just the atmosphere is not the same. So there is that. But from a business standpoint, I, I know why they're doing it, and I can see how it pays off for them. So, Yeah, well. I agree. Well, moving on, um, my father is also on this list. My father's a an interesting one because I had them on the list because they've come a long way. And there's another name on that list that I kind of – there's a lot of similarities between. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you already read through all of it. but Yeah, um, I did. And when we get to that other name, it'll make more sense. But, yeah, they're one of those brands that – I mean, they make their own cigars. They, they, my father, they got the Don Papin Garcia. They got all the other stuff that they have. Um, but they also make a lot of cigars for other people. And not only that, but they're making good cigars. Yes. Popular cigars. Look at everything they've done for Pete Johnson at Tatuaje. I mean, mm-hmm. Tatuaje is obviously not a big brand like Perdomo, Drew Estate, or Toro Fuente. You know, but – Pete has done an amazing job with that brand over the years and building it up to what it is today. And he's worked with a great factory, you know, with Pepine, you know, down at my father. I mean, they, they, they've made some good stuff. They made some good blends, some really good releases, but you know, even the other brands, like they've made cigars for Ashton with La Roma de Cuba and Cristobal, um, you know, t- just to name a few others. I mean, they, they're making cigars for other people, I, which is, which is important because you have these other big companies buying cigars from you. You have your own stuff you're making. You have, you know, you got people like Pete Johnson you're working with as well. Um, and they just seem to consistently keep growing and putting more bricks in their wall and getting bigger and bigger. You know, it's another one of those brands everywhere I go. I, not only do I see my father on the shelf, mm-hmm. but then I see all the cigars that they make for everyone else right there with them fighting for shelf space. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's something to be said about the control of the shelf space. Um, you know, and they're alone. consistent. They're and just, they are they're consistent. always there. They're always stocked. They're yeah. always like the quality is consistent. Yeah. The portfolio is diverse. Like yep. it's just, it's all there. Yeah, I would agree. I think that it's uh, another thing is consistency. And we talk about these brands, right? You said it, you know, consistency is key. It's, it's huge. People want to make sure that they can, continue to get the cigars that they enjoy and they stay the, the, the same way that they are they stay good quality they burn right they taste right the blends are the same they're not off and just everything is always just working away the way it should and yeah the pr- great example um with my father that's doing a really good job of that and i'm excited to see where they go in another 10 20 years i mean really that's just i think that the sky's the limit for them right now uh, who else we got on the list perdomo oh. <laughs> That's easy. I know. Well, you're like, oh. No, 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 no. Don't take that the wrong way. That's not like, oh, Perdomo. That's like a, that's like a soft, that's an underhand. I know. That's an underhand. Perdomo, I I mean, what what could I tell you that Nick's not already told everybody? You know I mean? (laughs) Look, they're vertically integrated. I mean, their cigars are always on the shelf. I know. Do Nick's sales pitch. Do the whole thing. Well, no. I mean, I would just, you know... (laughs) I'll probably simplify it a little bit more, you know, than Nick would say. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, Perdomo makes some very, 
very high quality, very consistent cigars. Okay, at a very good price point. Their average price point is like what seven to eleven, twelve dollars, I think, uh, on average, or even like their upper end stuff. I mean, it, 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 it's 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 hard not to not to give them any credit or to give them any. I mean, you go in any cigar shop, they Perdomo right there on the shelf. You got Habanos, you got 20th anniversary, the new 10th anniversary has been great. Um, you know, the 30th anniversary was supposed to come out this year, but, you know, we talked to Nick at the trade show. and They do a decent job of their online engagement. They also do a decent amount of in-person events. They do. As well. Yeah, their um, in-person events are great. And the other yeah. thing about their in-person events, all the Perdomos usually come. Yep. Like, if your last name's Perdomo... You like, have to be there. They're there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Nick's there. Nicholas is there. Janine is there. Um, and I think sometimes they usually travel like maybe with um, like Natalie and the other kids too. Sometimes I just from these things I see from, you know, events and stuff. They they stay together. Uh, they're tight knit. They have a well-oiled machine. Cigars yeah. are affordable, but they're a great quality. There's no sacrifice there. They're also one of the companies that, very rarely do you see a back order. I mean, Nick's very good about that. They always have their inventory for the most part on shelves. I'm just laughing because we have quite the turnout in the audience today. Um, Matt Booth was in here for a little bit. I don't know if he still is, but Unknown User. I know I'm who pretty they are. Sure. Hold on. I know who Unknown User is too. Yeah. So Unknown we, User. We did ask. Is Carney. And, <laughs> and this is the fucking crazy part. Is I asked him when I made this shirt. And this is what you get for not coming on. Uh, but if you want to come on, I'll send you a link. Just text me. But um, I said, hey, I'm making a shirt. Can I use the name Chisel? Figuring, like, figuring John would be like, for you, I'll let you guys use it. Okay. No, I can't let you do it. And I'm like, all right. And I didn't fight him on it, but I asked him. And then he comes on this show, and he's like, I can't believe you never asked. The Chisel should be on there. I did ask. He told me no. So let that also be a lesson to everyone out there that even I, sometimes people think, you know, because I spend so much time with John that – like, I get whatever I want. That's not true. I can't get that. I can't have chisel on my cool shirt because John said no. And I feel like I need to fine. redesign some of our clothing. But it's and that's fine. fine. And that's fine. Unknown user, I am being censored. John Carney. Yeah, every time every time you've commented, whether it's this show or Spare Note, like, I don't know, and I don't know why. It just comes up as a Facebook like icon for the photo, and then it just says unknown user. But I always know it's you. Oh, let's see. You're Matt Matt worked up here. Matt Booth is here. This is just average talk for me and John. It's okay. Okay. I mean, take a take a deep breath. Well, he's calling me out on stuff that didn't happen. <laughs> he's lying. Don't John, you got to not get him worked don't up. Don't spread lies, Carney. I don't like that. Come on. Okay. But well, Bo- but Booth <laughs> is here too, uh, which is great because I love when Matt comes on. Matt will actually be on the show in a couple weeks, and I have to send him. We ha- we have to uh, we have to send him. Um, oh yeah we have to send matt booth his package we have a package (laughs) matt knows about it yes we're sending him a package that will be used when he comes on the show i don't know i feel like we should share and see if people want to buy it and join in on the feed so Hmm. we're going to be doing a christmas cookie cigar pairing cigar from costco that that nicole actually made that happen (laughs) through a a small comment feed that happened on a facebook post somewhere and i said fuck it let's do it so I'm like, who am I going to do it with? So I was like, well, Matt's already been on like three times. So I had to do something really different. So I asked him, I said, if I send you a tin of the Christmas cookies from Costco, can we do a pairing on the show? And I got, fuck yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So that's what we're doing when Matt comes on. I don't remember what, I think it's, 
it's coming up in December. Second week of December? We'll, we'll post the link, but for um, those of you listening in right now, if you want to buy the tin and bring your favorite Room 101 cigars, we will pair them up with these cookies and find the best <laughs> the best match. <laughs> Matt, I will put Chisel on a shirt. Thank you, John. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. I'd buy that shirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's what we're doing. That's, that's what we're doing with Matt. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. That'll be a good time. <laughs> um, so, anyway, where were we at? Perdomo. Yeah. So, Perdomo, like I said, Perdomo, I mean, that's, like I said, it's just an easy one. I mean, they got they got great consumer engagement. They got their hands on the events. Um, they've been doing a great job with social media. They have a Facebook group that even, you know, Nick is pretty active in as well, and people can always get his attention there. Uh, they have a YouTube channel. They've done a great job creating their own content, their own original in-house content. Uh, and then, of course, the cigars. The cigars speak for themselves. I mean, the last time Nick released a new cigar was the 10th anniversary. Um, the Sun Grown's and the Maduro's. The Maduro won several awards. It was on our top – was it on our top 10 last year? Was it – in our top 15 can't remember if it was that yeah. i can't remember but it was it was in it was in the list last year somewhere um inside note before we move on jeff <laughs> jeff says we need soap ratings again john that there's your calling you know he could in, in theory i know carney can't be on the show every week but he could pre-record a segment just throwing that out there and we can play it john you know in your travels if you want to do a soap review and record it and then send it to me i'll just play it during the show yeah It'll give me an excuse to get up and like, go to the bathroom you know, give me a few minutes because um, it's nice because I can take us off, play this video. Can like so Sometimes you need that break. We don't have a commercial break on this show, which is something we might change. But, yeah. um, you know, it would be a nice little breakup time. You know what I mean? So uh, and it's great because people want to see more soap reviews. Um, yeah. My anyway. sister, my sister had a great soap at her house. Uh, what was that soap? It was the it was a, it was it was Myers. And I think it was like the the limited okay. edition winter. Let's not get into soap right now. It was good. It was. Carney's good. I, not on I the gotta, show. I gotta, I, you know. We got to get back to the cigars right. for a minute. Okay, at least. See, even Carney's on the comments. He's still here. Well, we have a couple different, ca- well, a few different categories. So we are still in our first category. We're talking about which is who is in control for cigar brands. So, um, continuing down the list, um, Placencia. Placencia made this list because. They are similar to what we have perceived from my father. So as I mentioned before, there was another brand that was similar. Placencia is one of those brands. Look, the Placencias make a lot of cigars. They make a lot of cigars for a lot of people. They've been doing it for a long time. It wasn't until recently that, you know, they came out with their own, you know, Placencia line, um, which even, you know, that's it's not, it's not that old. It's not been around too, too long. But in the short time that it has, I mean, it, they've made some great fucking cigars. I mean, they have some awesome stuff. They had they had a cigar in our top ten last year. They have cigars that consistently get high ratings. I feel like I've never heard someone say I hate a Placencia. I'm sure there's people <laughs> out there who don't like them, but well, you're right. No, no, no. They but do like, get a lot of praise. Or just I hate Placencia. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll take that back. Hate Placencia. They might not like one flavor, but like I feel like they love other things in the that they have to offer you know yeah but again they're another one of those brands they make they make a lot of cigars for people right uh, big factory um they've been doing it a long time they know their stuff they have great quality tobaccos great quality cigars very consistent um sorry again, i'm laughing at this comment but again it they dominate shelf space with their own stuff and the stuff that you know they they make for others um you know i i think matt 
can correct me because he's here. I, I think they've made some things for Matt over the years. I know he makes a lot of his stuff with AJ Fernandez, William Ventura. Um, I think Oliva was one of them one time, but I thought maybe he did some stuff with Placencia. I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, just they're another one of those companies. Now, while they're not like a Drew Estate where they, they're heavy on the events and stuff, their strengths are more in the overall control they have with all of their product and what they're getting out on store shelves, which is huge. Um, oh, I remember the soap at your sister's house, but I don't remember what it was called either. Wow, that's <laughs> fucked up. I'm sorry, guys. Matt, you better I'm get childish, Matt, you fine. better get shadow one in line. That's that's just that's just a little fucked up. That's fucked up. Anyway. We're gonna have a chat about this after the show. I guess Matt. so. Give him a ring. Be like, you gotta get shadow one in line. Um, sorry. So yeah, no, that's that's where I'm at with Placencia. Um, going back. Sorry, did you have anything you wanted to add to that one, or are you just laughing at the comments? Still? No, I'm laughing at the comments still. It's fine. But no, I I think we're ready to move on from Placencia because it's pretty it's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. Um, but we'll hit this last um, name on the list before we move on to the next list, um, and that's going to be Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Hold on, th- there's one thing I wanted to add what? actually. Um, well, I just saw the comment from um, Alan Rubin who commented here, and he, he's right. He makes a good comment. Placencia make a lot more money from growing and selling tobacco, and, that, and that, I actually forgot about that. They also sell a lot of tobacco. Um, not just the cigars, but the tobacco itself. Uh, you know, they grow a lot. They sell a lot uh, that other people buy from them to make cigars elsewhere or make them themselves. Uh, that is a good point, too. And I did I did forget and leave that out. But, yeah, I mean, even just the selling of the raw tobacco is a huge business for them, too. Yep. They've done a huge they've done a huge job with that. Uh, but, yeah, Scandinavian. So, STG, General Forged, the one of the the several names that they, they go by now. It's a little confusing nowadays because you, you got General, you got STG, you got Forged. Um, look. Big company. It feels like this year they've been they've been banging out press release after press release coming across my desk with new I products just, coming out. I'm like, wow, I got, I got something new. Like it was like for like two two and a half three months there, almost every week I was getting. It was like bam, bam. Yeah, I feel yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. Um, the San Joe Panza. Yeah. Okay, no, sorry. <laughs> Inside jokes there. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, the reworks yeah. of Sanja Panza, Los Tados Deluxe. You know, Matt, you know, you know, Matt Booth was here watching the show. He had a hand in that, too. Uh, obviously, they acquired the Room 101 Cigars brand from Matt as well. So that's new. That'll be sold under the Forge label. That's a whole other brand that's already been on the market for a while. That's that's led by a guy like Matt who really just has the creativity and everything that goes along with the soul that that brand is that's going to stay with it and continue to go under the STG um, ownership. Uh, I think it's gonna be great, but they have a lot. Of, they just released a whole new flavored cigar line. Yep. They got some new stuff from Diesel. They got some new stuff with CAO. They got everything they're gonna be doing with Matt. They reworked the Lostados Deluxe. Did Sancho they partner Panza. with Buffalo Trace? Yep. They also partnered in Sazerac Buffalo Trace. Yep. Um, they did some cigars with uh, the Cohiba line that are. Um, sorry, I lost my momentum there. <clears throat> some of the Cohiba cigars that have come out have been done in partnership with them with the Weller brand, the WL Weller brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also come out with a Buffalo Trace cigar. There was an Eagle Rare cigar, I think they did. I can't remember for sure. I remember seeing it. I, I'm pretty sure it was General who did that. So, you know, again, kind of getting into the – there's a bourbon boom right now. If you're a bourbon drinker, you follow bourbon, you know, you have all the you know the Wellers and the Plans and Pappy and all that stuff that you probably have seen us drink or maybe you know about. Uh, if you don't know anything about that – 
there's an incredible boom for bourbon right now. A lot of very um, popular bottles that traditionally are not even very high in MSRP, but they've become very allocated because of their minimal supply that they have. Um, and I think it was interesting to see them, you know, partner with some of those brand names and do kind of that crossover with the cigars. Uh, to kind of take advantage of that market too. Because, you know, a lot of cigar smokers are whiskey drinkers, you know, scotch, bourbon, Irish whiskey. Uh, so, of course, that goes hand in hand. That's another good venture that they've had, kind of using the the fan base from that, kind of bringing in maybe a new smoker. Uh, they've just, they've done some, they've done some new things, some interesting things. Um, you know, they have their hand on the pulse of this industry to uh, make, they make a lot of stuff for other people as well. Uh, they do a lot of events. They have a lot of products. It's stuff that I see everywhere. I see everyone smoking it, whether it's Cohiba or it's Diesel or it's, you know, now Room 101 counts. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of the same thing. They're kind of a little bit – they're a little bit of everything that everyone else on the list has, I would say. Maybe not – maybe their events are not quite like Drew Estates or they don't have, you know, whatever, the same kind of – Well, not everyone on that list has all of those sort of – right. You know, like events and in person and bit, you know, big scale, even like an online presence on that list. Because mm -hmm. there are very few that have it all, to be honest. That all slay it all, like in every single category in terms of like consumer engagement. So, um, but they are still up there. That's true. I mean, and it's, you know, like in baseball, right? If anyone's a baseball fan, you, you, you'll have, uh, you have the, if anyone's really into baseball and you get into scout talk, you'll hear people talk about players as, well, as a five-tool player. Like Bryce Harper is considered a five-tool player. Now, that's a player who can run, can throw, can field, can hit, and hit with power. Um, most players don't have all those five attributes. They got like two, maybe three. Um, you know, So I kind of use that analogy. When you look at the, the people on this list, like some of them will have some of those strengths and maybe they don't have all of them. So not everyone's got all of the strengths where they dominate every aspect of everything we're talking about here. Um, but they have enough of them where, and their control that they do have is enough to be on the list. Um, where are we at with, uh, where's the list for um, who's hot Who's right hot. So part two is who's hot. But before we even hit that list, um, I'm wondering, do we have, why don't we hit news? Yeah, sure. Maybe quickly. And then I kind of want to do our top three. Okay. And just like bang it out the way. Because today's going to be a longer episode with the two other lists, to be honest. So That's let's, true. Um, and bang out that fun stuff. So and our our news this week is brought to you once again by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. Get your ambassador number and coin and white ride head over to Facebook and check out the ambassador Facebook group. McAuliffe Cigars recently just released their collector's edition, which is fantastic. So go to your local brick-and-mortar retailer. If you can't, find it online. Uh, their their collection edition is great. They get two of every one of their legacy brands in that small. Is that that four by what is it? Four by thirty, thirty-two. I can't remember. Um, the little small Lonsdre sizes that the Magdalia Special Edition came in, uh, which are great. It's it's really interesting. Uh, we really enjoyed that small format in the Magdalia, so it was interesting to smoke those in all the different blends. So go and check that out today. The Caliph Cigars. Uh, a couple of there's a couple of interesting things that I want to bring up here on the news. Uh, first of all. Uh, La Flor Dominicana is in the news again this week. Uh, and all these stories, you can read at smokingtobacco.com. La Flor Dominicana's NFTs are now available. Uh, they have been shipped to their winners. Six of the seven owners are retailers who all plan on, you know, reselling these. Yep. Um, some of them are already kind of fetching 
a price tag of two hundred dollars per cigar. I think Ooh. I think uh, is it Cigar Country? One of them I think is offering a slightly reduced rate if they buy it in like a five pack or something like that. Interesting. Um, I feel like I've been in my own little world this week, so I haven't really like been paying attention to cigar news. Yeah, it happens, you know. Um, There's a lot of it. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, the, the, the Florida Minicana NFT, the Andalusian Bowl, and the, and the the Lonsdale size. So if you were looking to get it and you're looking to spend the money on it, you can go to one of those retailers. You can check it out. They do have them now. I think, like I said, they're all doing kind of something different, but the, the average price for what we've seen is around like $200 per cigar. Um, the J.C. Newman is honoring Veterans Day with the American which is interesting. In honor of Veterans Day on Friday, November 11th, J.C. Newman Cigar Co. is partnering with 14 premium cigar retailers across the United States for a special promotion featuring the American cigars. Third and fourth generation owners Bobby and Drew Newman will personally attend the event at Corona Cigar Co. in Tampa from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Friday, so tomorrow. Um, that is going to be uh, one. The, the list of retailers is up there. Uh, including our very own two guys smoke shop now in new hampshire they're on the list mm. that's the diamond crown lounge so um they will be and you, know, you can find the list of retailers at smokingtobacco.com on our news page uh, to fear to hear more and to see if they're going to be at a shop near you um <clears throat> so yeah that's pretty much it. the other thing was i was going to maybe mention uh placencia is doing a cigar a limited edition for the fifa world cup uh byron has shipped their 1850 um, actually, I'm sorry, it, it, it launched officially at the Byron Cigar Lounge, and then I think they're going to be shipped out um, following that for those who have started. And Crown Heads has announced their Azul e Oro, first limited edition release from the Naxa Fast Factory. Okay. You can read more about all of those at smokingtobacco.com. That's okay. our news. Boom. News of the week. All right, well, let's head it. So we're going to do our top three. So we're doing this a little bit backwards, and then we'll get back into our list. So... Um, let's see here. Boom. I got to get my, hold on. I got to get my sound by. I ruin this every week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Room one, one. Watch the smoking tobacco show. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. Smoke room 101. Welcome to the top three. And in this week, in preparation um, for Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about our top three Thanksgiving dishes. <laughs> Want to go first? Is this is this exclusive to like like turkey and potatoes and like the main entree stuff, or like can it be appetizers? Can it be desserts? Yeah, it can be anything. It can it be anything? Yeah, let's. It's not specific to like it has to be like no. turkey. Like, but what f what top three things? Right, like would it? Like, what makes it Thanksgiving? Like, if you took those three things away, would it really feel like a Thanksgiving well, dinner? For, well, first of all, you got to have turkey. I mean, without the turkey, there's no Thanksgiving. I mean, what's the point? Um, I mean, that's just a given for me. Uh, the second thing is a good pie. Because after all that's said and done, like, nothing says Thanksgiving dessert better than a pie. Christmas is like cake or something. Thanksgiving is pie. But what kind of pie? I'm not too picky. I mean, if you want to talk real theme, I mean, pumpkin pie. Ooh, see. Apple pie. I could pass on the pumpkin pie. Really? I'm a basic white girl when it comes to like pumpkin spice lattes and stuff. But when it comes to pumpkin pie, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it. It's gross. Jeff said pecan yeah. pie. Eh. I, see, I, maybe, I don't like pecans. Maybe it's because I'm a chocolate person. You know, last year, like, your, your stepmom had a... 
was it a chocolate cream pie? Yeah, because I think they ordered pies from like my niece's school. Yeah, you know some schools do, like <clears throat> which she did again. Stuff. By the way, I saw uh-huh. the other day we talked about it. She mm. ordered more pie. I don't know what she got, but I know she did. I'm it. just saying, we're not going to be here. I'm only teasing. Oh yes, but oh yes. we can technically tease that. I feel like right now. Well, well, that's all we're going to say. That's all, that, that's all we're going to say. We're not going to be here for Thanksgiving in this country. And that's all we're going to say. Well, we, and we will be documenting our experience. We'll be, we'll be traveling. We have some things we need to get to. Yeah. Uh, but more on that later. That's all we're going to say. We're not going to get too into that. Um, there's a... But yeah, so pie. Pie, I can pass. Uh, I guess apple pie, maybe. I see. I like... Yeah, I like pie at Thanksgiving. Okay. So, so, that, so what were your list. two? So you did so turkey. turkey. Well, that's kind of boring, but okay. I don't care. I, I will... You said without the, if it wasn't there, what did Okay, you well, ignore the turkey. Turkey is a given. Okay. So, so other than turkey? Other than turkey. <sighs> I mean, I love the stuffing. Okay, that's fair. For me, that's a big one. And I like... <laughs> you're going to laugh at me. No homemade stuffing. Screw that. I want like... What is it? The Stouffer's stuffing? Like in a box? The freeze-dried crap? Oh, yeah. I mean... That's, <laughs> that's what I want. It's no. not my favorite, but it You works. like homemade stuffing? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I, there's just something about that box flavor. Maybe it's like, what is it, like uh, wood shavings in it? I don't know. <laughs> there's, <up>. just, <laughs> there's just something in it. I don't know. Well, Cardboard shavings in the box, uh, maybe? The other thing that I really enjoy, because it only gets made several times a year, and I know Thanksgiving is usually one of them, is Nicole's lasagna. For me, that's a big deal, too. Is that on your list? Li- no, that's – is that an honorable mention? You just – or is that your third? I think that's my third. That. Okay, that's your third. Because I love that lasagna. I know. It wouldn't be... So in my house, there's a Thanksgiving lasagna. And if that Thanksgiving lasagna is not there, it is not Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're Italian. That's what we... We have to throw something on the table that's Italian. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that lasagna is, is definitely one of my favorites. I mean, it's... With inflation, that lasagna is like 80 bucks. Well, there's a re- well, there's a <laughs> there is a reason it's an eighty dollar lasagna. <laughs> it's because you don't make your own sauce. I don't. I cheat. And you use a very specific <laughs> sauce. It's from a very specific Italian restaurant. But we won't say who it is. What? Well, yeah, I guess no one's gonna know anyway. It's it's a local Italian chain, but we get their meat sauce, and it's it is not very. The, it's expensive. not the Olive Garden. It's like a real <laughs> Italian place. It's not like, a, like who a, would have said the Italian <laughs> the Olive Garden? Olive Garden <laughs> is like you know, it's not real. I mean, that's that's an insult. if you're you're italian so it's funny so i see let's see in the audience right now so mitchell um says mashed potatoes brown turkey meat pumpkin pie um jeff says pecan pie i probably just (laughs) you know what i do you know what i despise thanksgiving that like is like a staple that like everyone goes nuts over what it's cranberry sauce oh i love okay so actually that's on my list i haven't started my top three but top three canned cranberry sauce like i don't get it i love it Especially when you put it out on the plate and it's still in the can gelatinous form. <laughs> and you just slice it off. I don't love it. I love it. I think it's me and like one other person in the house who loves it. <laughs> it's definitely not you, but I just like... Oh, your dad? No. Jonathan? No. <laughs> I think it's Jonathan, yeah. It's me and Jonathan. <laughs> We're like the only ones who eat it. It's fine. I can see. Yeah. I can see. For those who don't know, uh, Nicole's brother... Um, yeah, he he's one of those people when he when he's got a food he likes. I mean, he's 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 in it. I mean, he's. I think one year they also 
saved the cranberry sauce from the year before so we came over to my dad's house and like it was expired and he he threw a fit like they kept the can yeah from like the year before so yeah. it had like been a year expired yeah. and they're like no it's fine just eat it and jonathan was like who got expired cranberry sauce almost started a fight jonathan is like the, the expired house. food police in our house <sighs> it's a whole He's, thing yeah it's a thing um okay so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, That's an hour so just as oi- so just as oyster dressing, I've never is that like a southern thing or midwestern thing, Jeff? Because I don't think we put that on Thanksgiving <laughs> anywhere. I don't think I've ever heard of oyster dressing. Yeah, you need to elaborate. So Jeff, we're we're waiting to hear you. Um, candied, candied sweet potato. We, that sounds we, good. No, well, I don't think we've no. ever had a Thanksgiving with sweet potato. To be honest, we don't do that. No, but it sounds like it would be appropriate. It would be. But I just, we don't do it. Mm. I, don't, I mean, everyone does it a little differently. Um, but okay, so my top three to kill. Uh, so canned cranberry sauce makes my list. Um, I would also say green bean casserole. And then I would say my boxed stuffing. <laughs> I don't love any of that. Oh, well, you married me. This is what you picked. <laughs> That's on you. Which is very rare because most of the stuff Nicole makes, I just, I absolutely love. Um, but I guess I'm I guess I'm not going to miss Thanksgiving that much this year. <laughs> I guess not. Good thing we'll be in a country that doesn't celebrate it. So yeah, I don't I don't I don't uh, I think I'll survive. It's Christmas that like Christmas is different though. The stuff we make at Christmas is better shadow army between the two of you the whole meal gets eaten everyone happy exactly right he yeah. eats the stuff he wants i eat the stuff he doesn't like perfect done easy peasy it's true yeah all right food gets eaten in this house that's, that's i mean that's for damn sure it is it is all right anyway so back to our list back to our list and we're excited for thanksgiving but also i'm kind of bummed we're gonna miss it so maybe we'll have to like do a thanksgiving when we get back well, there, so I will say this just to address it, um, and because Thursday is a holiday anyway, we will probably still do a show. Um, what I'm thinking is we might pre-record something and then have it just premiere on maybe Wednesday, um, maybe Thursday. I don't know. But well, we might pre-record something, and then um, which what we talked about before the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do that for that. Hmm. And then we'll record it, and we'll just play it because that way we don't have to worry about doing a live show because we'll be very busy we won't have the time to actually do it live so we can pre-record that and we'll just we'll play it later i'm just scratching my head super quick because jeff did chime in here he said like regular dressing or stuffing but with oysters in it Hmm. so they make a whole stuffing with oysters in it i didn't know that i would try it though i yeah we like oysters so i feel like but it's just definitely not that is not a new england staple by any means i would try it though yeah i would i mean it can't i mean we eat stuffed oysters so like yeah what's the difference it's true yeah so anyway who's hot yeah so the second part of this list is who is hot and then the third part is who to watch so who's hot right off the gate right out the gate you want to tell us la flor dominicana boom la flor dominicana that's right i know what you guys are thinking (laughs) that's just a sympathy nod for carney no it's not (laughs) but carney has nothing to do with why they're on the list Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, but let's see. That NFT thing made a splash. It did. Splash. I, the, I, first of all, 
in general, the last couple of years, I mean, ever since they got that Cigar of the Year in 2016 from Cigar Fishing Out with Andalusian Bull, I mean, um, it, I would just say, as a general rule, LFD has never been Oop. the same. I don't know what happened there. Continue. Oh, what's that? Sorry. Uh, they've never been the same. Um, they've been just, they've been building on that momentum. You know, they came out with the NFT thing early this year. It's been huge to them, you know, over $600,000 that they made out just off the auctions on those. Um, just to just to sell the NFT, and that doesn't even count all the cigars that they're going to continue to sell to those owners as time goes on. Um, they got a new cigar coming out. They got the Solus coming out um, sometime in the next few weeks, I believe, according to John. I think it's if it comes in or whatever. I think it's 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 slated to be released pretty soon. Uh, that was blended by uh, Lito Gomez Jr. Um, with you know the help of his dad Lito Sr. and uh, his brother Tony, but um, we would have talked about that last week, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that didn't happen, but so that's, you know, that's happening. But uh, another thing I want to mention too is just the um, the TAA chisels Yes. that they came out with this year, the natural and the Maduro, not just one, like but, both of them. Yep. Fucking insane. John knows this. He knows how I feel about those TAAs. And, I've said it before, and I think I've even talked about it on Spare Notes with Coop. Because Coop, on the Spare Notes show, Coop was talking a lot about the TAA releases that, you know, uh, he, he felt kind of disappointed with a lot of them. LFD, I, I thought, was one of the best. Um, I just, I I love that blend. I like that size. I know that I think they're going to be doing that again in a Solomon shape for next year. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yep. There's um, the events that they do. I mean... I will say... The you guys have to go to one of those events. I don't know. It, it, I feel like they haven't gained a lot of traction, but mostly because they are these smaller kind of curated events. They're not done on a large scale. No. Nope. can't. But if you can get into one of those gourmet smoke sessions or if your local shop is, you know, doing one, hosting one, whatever, go. Because you get John Carney slaving away over a meal for you. You know, and it's funny because... And a great cigar. You know, John and I have talked about this before, and I think he was telling me that one of the retailers one time was like, oh, man, like, this thing sold out so fast. Like, I wish we could do a lot more people. And John was like, no, like, I like it to be on the smaller side. I like it to be more intimate. I like the fact that everyone gets to be, you know, in, in, a, in a smaller group. It's more intimate. Like, they have more time with him and... They get to enjoy the food. Everyone gets food. And also, John can't cook for like 100, 200 people. Um, but for 20 people, 25 people, sure. Um, and it's a great experience. I've done several of them with him. Um, they're fantastic. Um, and it's great because, you know, it, it's something that, you know, he started, you know, a few years ago. And he's just continued to do it. And there's some special edition cigars that he has made for mm. the um for those events not really new blends they're existing blends but he's got special wrappers that he has made with the the funky designs and stuff on them that they do that are custom to each retailer um so i mean the the events wise they've got a handle on they have a demand with their product everyone always makes the comments well i can't get them yeah well they they crank out cigars and as soon as they do come in they fly off the shelves um you know so they they definitely have they definitely have their their consumer base they have their connection they got their they got their um, they got their events down. Yep. Their products have been great. Um, I look forward to see more. Thing. I think they got some other stuff they're working on too. I won't disclose anything specific because I'm not sure, but I, I think I've heard some more stuff they're working on too. You'll so, see more. So Guaranteed. again, they're 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 continuing to do different things, more things. So they're they're staying relevant. They're not just continuing to do the same thing over and over again. 
Um, they're always working on fresh ideas. You know, talking to John, I mean, just hearing some of the things that, you know, that I just even ideas he comes up with. I mean, it's it's crazy. And they execute them very well, too. That's the other thing. They, they do all of these things, but they execute it very well. And the consumers are really enjoying it. And that's one of the things I see um, I agree. really dominating right now. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, who we got? Dunbarton Tobacco and Trusts. Oh, Our um, buddy Jeff called it in there, Saka and DT&T. And that is true. I mean, the Saka Con, <sighs> crazy. Um, the Stillwell Holiday, that I I don't think, did Those, it go out yet? The, the retailers are getting them now. People are going to go wild. If you haven't, I think we didn't have the cigar, but I smelt that blend. And oh my God, you're going to want it. If yeah. you love Christmas cookies, eggnog, anything holiday, that cigar is going to be like, I want to sit down with some spiked eggnog and smoke this You know, cigar. one of the things I want to tell people when it comes to the Stillwell stuff, um, I mean, obviously, it's not the first pipe tobacco cigar that's ever been made, but it's 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 kind of special in how it was made and the tobaccos that it was made with. Um, so that's what really what makes it unique. But, you know, I'm not a huge pipe smoker or a flavored or infused cigar smoker but what i will tell you is you know i smoked the stillwell stars and i was really impressed with them and i would recommend even if you're not that's not really your thing even if whether you like soccer or you're not like a soccer smoker try them you might be surprised i have to tell you i was really surprised with how those cigars came out i really enjoyed them um and again that's not something i would smoke all the time but i really enjoyed my experience with all of them um I think that he did a great job with that. Paladin de Saka was another one that came out recently. Um, you know, it's funny. Coop, Coop was talking about that one with me on the last Spare Note show. He had recently done a review of that, and I think he gave it, I think he gave it like a 92, 91, 92 maybe. That he was gave, a really good cigar. That was really, really good. The uh, the Bewitched. The Bewitched was good. That was a great the cigar. The Western de Saka. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then again, you get down to, you know, the consumer engagement. Steve is probably one of the most accessible people in the industry. I mean, he's all over social media. He does events. He was on McAuliffe off the record this week. He was. <laughs> he was. I know I'm laughing, but like he even does like other cigar like manufacturers. He is everywhere. You know, if you get it, you give him a bottle of Noah's Mill and a couple of his test blends, he'll show up. He'll anywhere. go on any show. He'll show up anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it but no i mean he again you know he's engaged he has his following um i and you know we talked about this i wouldn't be surprised if in another five or ten years he would be on the in control list he has potential to be there obviously yeah, yeah. i mean steve with has, some time he's been around yeah. and he works worked for other companies and he he's his cigar industry tenure is not just dtt i mean he he has he has the knowledge and the skill set to do that, without a doubt. I mean, it's it's one of those things. You just got to keep continue to grow the brand, um, just keep you know putting back into it, and making it bigger. And if he keeps doing the things he's doing, yeah, sure. I mean, I I I don't disagree with that. I mean, I I could see Saka really, um, growing that brand really big someday. Um, but yeah, his consumer engagement, the products he makes, his consistency, again, just these are the things. And right now, yeah, Saka's hot. I mean, he, he's. He, he's he's coming out with new stuff all the time, you know, on a you know year to year basis. Um, always flies off the shelves. He does a lot of stuff with Smoke In, um, you know, the Red Meat Lovers Club. I mean, that, that that's a, that's a Saka cigar that it's turned into its own brand. Um, yeah, 
he's just he's just done really well. He's really well rounded, and um, like he's I hot. He's hot. He, he, he made hot. the hot list. He he's is on the hot. hot list. Now on the flip side, I would say foundation. Also hot. Foundation. That's a good one. Also on the hot list. You know, I feel like we're talking mean girls every time we say this. I know, right? Like, there's a hot. Well, I think it's what the burn book, whatever. Well, so you talk about Steve Saka. Yeah. Right. You want to talk about you know old school Drew Estate, right? Saka. Yeah. And Nick Malillo. I know. Foundation. So Nick has done a good job too. I mean, he he's another one that's got a nice wide selection of cigars, doing a great quality, great blends. Some of the new stuff he's got out right now, like the Olmec lines. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. I smoked that for the first time, what was it, last week or the week before? Wow. Good. I mean. Okay, that sounded like. That's that. That's great. definitely. The Olmecs <laughs> are definitely in contention for this year. Absolutely. They are definitely in contention for this year. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, they they meet the, the new deadline, uh, which was October 30th yep. to be on the list. So anything released October 30th before this year is eligible for the 2022 uh, Cigar of the Year list. Olmecs are, Absolutely. I don't know where they're going to rank yet because we haven't gotten into it, but somewhere they're on the list. I mean, they're, they're just, yeah. they are. I mean, um, they're another one. They are just, you know, they have the Charter Oak stuff, which is a little bit more approachable in terms of price, but it's good quality for what it is. You know, you got yeah. um, the Olmecs have come out. You have... Um, the wise man yeah. collection i mean again another long spectrum great following great consistency great products yeah um it's one of those brands that i definitely hear a lot about in cigar conversations i see a lot of people smoking it yeah um he did a firecracker with united cigar last year was that last year he did a wise man maduro firecracker um in fact, I think almost everyone we've talked about on this list has done a firecracker. With I them. just feel like, so he's hot and popular right now. I feel like what ends up happening is with every release, he gains a lot of traction, like foundation. But then I feel like it doesn't stay consistent compared to some other brands with certain releases, right? So I can see that. There's lots of ebbs and flows. I feel like with more longevity in the brand, it's going to be consistent. But he is hot right now. I right now, say that. yeah. Yeah. Right now he's hot. He's, yep. had, he's had a, he had a decent year, had a good trade show. Yep. Some new releases, his products are doing yep. good. I think those those Olmecs are really going to carry him on lists uh, this season. Yeah. For cigar of the year, um, Espinosa. Ooh. Okay. Um, I not, another one, but not even just yeah. because of the knuckle sandwich stuff. No, take that even out of the equation. It it's good, but it's good. That, and it's been very yeah. successful for them, and I and we've talked about yep. this, and even Saka said. When he was on the show a month ago or so, yep. um, we talked about celebrity brand cigars and how they have a reputation for not really being successful. Yep. Uh, and and Saka said that too. And Saka, you know, even said one exception he would give would be Espinosa and the knuckle sandwich stuff. And the in because he thinks that, uh, in his words, I think he said he just felt. Um, Guy Fieri is really not the same kind of celebrity cigar smoker a lot of these things usually are, and there's a there's a better chance of promotion and stuff like that. It just it, he saw it as working better. I see it as working better. Um, but even outside of that, just their other stuff too that they they've been working on the last couple of years. I mean, they've had some great stuff. I mean, um, 
you know, Hector was on the show in the spring. We talked a little bit about what they were going on. They got the, the uh, ugh, I can't even talk, Lazona Palooza that they do, yeah, um, which is a, a very popular event that they do. Um, a lot of Espinosa cigar smokers they usually attend that event, so they're they're very engaged with the consumer base. Again, they stay consistent. They have um, some really successful products out there right now. It's yep. one of those I would still you know it's boutique level brand, but I see in the majority of shops as I travel around, we travel around, we go into cigar shops, we go in the humidor, we do the full tour, we see everything yep. they have, right? Espinosa is usually, I would say, eight times out of ten, Espinosa is a brand I usually see somewhere in most oh, yeah. humidors. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and, and people are buying them and smoking them, and, and they have a good following. Um, I, I think they're definitely hot right now. I would say a majority of their hotness is probably because of Knuckle Sandwich, but I w- I'm going to also say it's not only because of Knuckle Sandwich. Um, it's just been a it's been a good bump for them. Yes. But everything they do has been great. Um you said you had another one that you wanted to add. United. 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 Yes. And boy, did they, ha- I mean, they just came out the gate, I feel like, in the second half of the year. Red Anchor, Alfonso, mm. um, Yaya, right? Mm-hmm. They, like, I feel like I'm missing another one. They had, like, quite a few, but <sighs> damn. Well, they also had the Arnold Andre. Okay. That they started distributing. There's yep. the Terra Nova yep. and the. Oh, shit. Why am I blanking on it? That Alfonso, though. Why am I blanking on that? The other one. But yeah, no, the Alfonso. I mean. If you thought Atabay, if you were able to get your hands on an Atabay and you love it, Alfonso is a whole nother level. I mean, that Alfonso. Oh, Montosa. I'm sorry. Montosa Montosa. was the other Ronald Andre. Um, We talked about that a little bit already. The the Alfonso, I mean, it's what I expected. I mean, the quality and the tier level, I mean, that was, you know, on par with Atabay and Byron. But uh, it was different. It was definitely, for me, it was very, it was, bet- it, I took it between Atabay and Byron, kind of like a, a, something that's kind of in between the two, just a little bit more refined. Um, I thought it was great. I had a couple of them. I thought that was a great cigar. And the Red Anchor. Red Anchor was really good, too. Yeah. Red Anchor was really good. They have stepped up their game. Like, One thing I'm going to say is I thought the price point on Red Anchor was a little too high, but mm. it's a good cigar. Um, I see them doing good things. They did a Rocky Patel silver bar uh, that came out a couple weeks ago, I think now. The not chocolate bar. It's not mm-hmm. a chocolate bar. It's just a, a silver bar, bar <laughs> with three different Brox Press Rocky Patel cigars inside that they do with Rocky Patel. Um, but yeah, no, we were talking about United at the beginning of the year, going into the trade show. We talked about like who's, you know, who's big that we, you know, is going to have a good show. Um, and United was on that list. United was this like, was their like return. This was in uh, the selected tobacco booth obviously blew everyone away as it usually does. Yeah, it did. Like, and they had a lot of new stuff The the Byron, uh, the Byron, a peak poemus, uh, humidors. And we saw that in person. We did. Beautiful. That is a beautiful, I mean, you ain't getting it, so don't even think about it, but. It's three grand. <laughs> it's three grand. <laughs> I know he would if he could, but I'm telling him no. <laughs> right um, now. <laughs> we also saw some stuff that um, Nelson had created, and I think they're one-off pieces he made, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just for show, but stuff he's working on. Like, they, they had the black Atabay humidor at the center of the booth, and it has five of every Vitola inside mm-hmm. of it. And I think they're only making like two or three hundred of them. Very limited. 
and they're I yeah. they weren't available this year. I it, I think they're saying they're trying to get it for next year. Yeah. But stuff like that. He also had I don't know if you remember. He also had like these very ornate um, ashtrays for the Alfonso line. Yes. That I don't even think have gone out. But like they were on display. Like they just they have so many things that they're working on that even if they're not out now, I'm sure they're gonna come out. Yeah. That like damn. And that's just selected. That's not even like you said, Red Anchor, Yaya, it's all the other stuff. United. And the firecrackers that they do every year. They I feel like every year the firecracker series gets bigger and bigger and more popular. Mm-hmm. It's getting a bigger release. Um they're definitely hot. They're hot. They're not yeah. the biggest. They don't have like control over a lot. They're still I would say they're on the smaller scale in the big picture, but they're also they're growing. They're getting out there, and the stuff they have is just amazing. Yeah. Hear nothing but good things about it. Hear people talking about it. See it. Um, yeah, they're definitely on the hot list. Yeah. So. And I think that's our hot list right now. That's our hot list. That's our hot list. Um, and we will be posting matching articles for this, so there might be other things that we decide to add, but that's, that's true it for right now. The actual written pieces might have yeah. maybe some more names on them. We'll see. Uh, next we'll in see. our final list is who to watch. Who to watch. So this is where we're going to close out with who do we think that they're budding. They're budding stars. <laughs> is that the right word? Budding. It's an interesting word. Okay. That was nice. Don't they? I don't know. I feel no, like I people liked it. use that No, saying. I liked it. That was, no, that wasn't negative. I liked okay. it. It was good. It was All different. Right. Yeah. Um, rising. Oh, no. Maybe rising stars. I'm an idiot. That's fine. Well, I, I'm drinking my mojito. Well, like Nicole, <laughs> like Nicole kind of mentioned before with one of the brands, like uh, this is a the the idea behind the list though, is that there are ebbs and flows. So like there yeah. are people on the list now that maybe like they wouldn't be on the list like two years from now, right? Yeah. Uh, it it changes. So again, there's there's people that maybe are on the who to watch or even just who's hot that maybe were not on the list at all, or maybe there was some people who maybe were more in control or more hot a few years yeah. ago and now they're not. But yeah, I. The first one on the list for me is J.C. Newman. Now, J.C. Newman, obviously, they've been around a long time. They're like Fuente. Um, they're bigger of the family brands. Yep. Um, I feel like they've been under the radar, though. I do. I feel like... I the, feel like they just haven't gotten love lately. And f- maybe, like, over... Uh, they're just I, there. I feel like... Not in a bad way. No. But I think that every brand goes through this. And I there's another one that I'm going to mention later, and I'll explain why. But, you know, everything, every brand goes through a year or two where, you know, maybe just their focus is on other things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. That, you know, maybe they're not highlighting certain things or they're not doing as many events or whatever. But they're, they're doing some more back-of-house stuff that, that's going to set them up for things down the road. J.C. Newman is still a solid company. They have been around a long time. They make a lot of products. They do a lot of great things. They're, with, they're partnered with the Fuente family. The Diamond Crown line is another one of those cigar brands that's very iconic. But you're right. They just they they've been a little under the radar. But some of the things that they've been doing and some of the stuff that we saw at the trade show, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm getting the feeling like they're they're getting their wheels going to maybe I have a good year next year. A they big just year. put a lot of energy into the El Rolo. Yes, which is cool, and that's great because if you if you haven't been down there, it's it's worth the trip. The tour is beautiful, the facility is beautiful, but that's sort of I feel like it's been their baby for a while. Yes, with like doing events and just in promoting that, Um, and I think their time 
to come back and focus on the cigars is coming. Yeah. You know? But again, they've been doing stuff like that, which is great. You know, they're working on the factory. They got the hotel that they're working on. Um, they re they tweaked the blend on the Black Diamond mm-hmm. from the Diamond Crown line. Um, El Baton saw a facelift where they saw the uh, Angel Cuesta cigars were on display at the trade show. I'm not sure when those are coming out, um, but we saw those. Like, that's something new. I will say the Bricktober Fest event that they've been doing the last few years I feel like it's been getting bigger and bigger every year. And yep. I think long-term, that's going to be one of those things that kind of comes into being a big deal for yep. October. Um, when you think of October and events and, and special stuff people do, I mean, you, you look at like Tatawahi Pete does the Monster Series and stuff yep. like that. You know, J.C. Newman, I think, will be right up there with the Brick House thing. Um, yep. I remember last year, this year was a little bit bigger. Um, I think that's great. Yeah. I think they have something there. Yeah. That as they grow, that's going to be a big deal. So, like I said, they have they have definitely irons in the fire, and they have stuff that they're working on that I think is just going to bring them back up to the top in the next twelve to eighteen months. Now, I love some of these comments because I feel like some people oh, know Yagua. where we're going here. Yagua, that's another one, and that was a great cigar. Those are fantastic. Yeah. So Alex, they're very funny looking because of how yeah. they're made. And if you don't know, um, it's a wet. It's a wet press. It's a wet press, yeah. So they're very, they're very like oddly shaped. But I'll tell you, the cigar and it looks like a really, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? It's a rough looking cigar. It's a toothy looking thing. Not only that, it's, it's just be- because <laughs> because it doesn't have like a very uh, symmetrical shape to it. You know, it it, it strikes you as like, what is that? Yeah. But I'll tell you, even with its odd appearance, the way they dress it up though, yeah, is really nice. And, and the that cigars box, are great. It kind of looks like a treasure chest, like a pirate's treasure chest. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from, but it looks like it. The other um, thing I like about that box is the cigars breathe very well in that box. Yes. For your humidor, yes. which is a huge plus because it's not completely sealed. So that it can really breathe the tobacco. But if you like unique cigars and just trying new things and expanding your palate, try that one if you haven't already. Um, Alex said, lumpy, bumpy goodness. I agree. Yeah, I, agree I like that. that. I like but, that. Uh, but more so in the comments, on our next on our ones to watch list, um, Mitchell is on point with oh. his answer because All Saints is on our list of ones to watch. So we recently welcomed yeah. Mitchell to the Smoke and Tobacco team. Let's give him a round of applause. Congratulations. Yeah, M- Mitchell is our official cigar reviewer. Um, as well as one other. Yep. Um, our good friend Kevin Acuff yep. is going to be working with us as well. Mm-hmm. So another round of applause for him, Kevin. Um, he'll be making his review debut soon. But Kev, uh, Mitchell had a big week. So yep. Mitchell's first review with Smoking Tobacco went live yesterday. It was yep. the McAuliffe Riata Corona Extra. And I don't think we actually even officially announced, but we are getting into the review game. <laughs> I don't think like we well, are. Well, there are reviews. Like... Reviews have been created and they're going to yes. be going out. So yes. Uh, the, the I I decided to give Mitchell the first one and and yep. his his was the first one to go out. So yep. um, you can read that at smokingtobacco.com. I'm not yep. going to say anything else about it because I want you to go read it. So Boom. the McAuliffe Riata Corona Extra. Yeah. Reviewed by Mitchell. Um, <laughs> no, but he's right. All Saints. So and the other thing I'm going to say is so Mitchell um, is currently doing some reviews on All Saints cigars right now too. And again, Mitchell. So Mitchell's from Canada. For those who don't know, so Mitchell also doesn't have the same kind of access to cigars that many of us in general don't have in the so U.S. So we have to smuggle them to Mitchell. Kind of, sorta. <laughs> we've been watching too much of. What's it's the not show? like they're illegal, like Cubans mm. are here. It's just like you no. Get but what's the, the show dude. we've been watching in bed? At oh, night. to catch a smuggler. To catch a smuggler. Yeah, that's so. been our shit. 
<laughs> that we've been watching the Canadian border. That's like what we watch when we get into bed at night. Yeah. We just be like, oh, we're going to on the smuggling show. It's awesome. I'll I tell you, know. that show is just, it's insane to watch. It really is. It's they, just, it's its essentially where do they find the drugs? I Usually like, I it's just, in someone's ass, vagina. I get ex- <laughs> like, I get excited. You know, the, my favorite part is the airport one. Yeah. Because like, it's always, they, they're just, they're profiling people. Then they pick people out yeah. and they ask them questions. And then they're always like, this guy's sweating too much. Um, You know, he might be hiding something. And you're like, they go and they dissect the luggage. The guy's guy story is not on point. You're like, oh shit, Hold he's on. smuggling something. And then, and then you just, and then the best part is, especially when they don't find something and they'll be like, yeah, I mean, the story didn't add up and he was really nervous, but we didn't find anything. So unfortunately we didn't catch him this time. And, and it's they're like, like so bummed to not catch someone. <laughs> but at the same like time, a- they put, we watched an episode the other day and they put this dude on blast because he just went to Columbia to do some BDSM stuff and they pulled out his leather hood and they just like, yeah, like sex gone toys through all bag. of his like sex toys on camera. This poor, like, I think he was like, um, Polish or something. I don't know. But. <laughs> They put them on last. Well, great show, you guys. Yeah, it was a, it's a great it's on, show. Isn't it on like Disco? Is, Nat what? Geo. Nat Geo. Nat Geo. Yeah. <laughs> so, shameless plug for that. But um. But anyway, getting off <laughs> so, topic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, All Saints. You know, All yeah. Saints is, is still a growing brand. Uh, Mickey Pegg uh, spearheads that brand. Um, many people probably know Mickey from some of the other things he's done. Uh, he's worked with CAO. He's worked for Davidoff. Um, you know, now he's got his own brand with All Saints. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're a small brand, but they're doing good things. They have great cigars. They had the number two cigar, as Mickey likes to call the Ricky Bobby Award. Uh, the All Saints St. Francis Robusto was our number two cigar of the year in 2021. Um, the All Saints, the St. The Francis Colorado, I think, is going to be on the list this year, too. Uh, I really enjoyed that cigar. Um, doing some good things. Slow and steady. You know, he's he's not huge yet. He's not everywhere. They're still getting the brand out there, but slow and steady. The long term to watch. But his cigars are really good. They are. They are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mickey's one of those guys, too, that he's, he's the right guy to do this for, you know, himself. Too. He's just he's, he's a lovable guy. Who doesn't love Mickey? I mean, he's the best. He's out there on the road. He's in shops. Give him some time. That brand's going to grow. One to watch. And try his stuff. It's really, it is really good. Um. Oh, Alex, I remember that one. The guy with like 80 pairs of sneakers. I go, like, what was he doing with all those shoes? I know, I remember that. He was like, I just really like shoes. And the guy was all disappointed because he was like, it's so weird that he's got that many shoes, but they didn't find anything on him. And they were all like butthurt about like, we didn't catch him. It's like, shouldn't you be happy that people aren't smuggling drugs? Like they they, they don't catch someone and they're like, yeah, we didn't get him. It's like, so he wasn't carrying drugs. It's a good thing. You know, who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It's just funny. I'm sorry. Um. So where were we at? I lost. I lost. Well, I have another name and this one sort of might be controversial. Okay. But I think Luciano. With all of the, you know, all the drama lately. But I still think he's one to watch. It's funny. You know, if you had if we had done this like five months ago. It would have been a non-negotiable. He would have been on the list. Well, actually, he would have been maybe. Well, what I was going to say was if. Was if we did this list five months ago, it would have been them and Crown Heads together, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, they were all under one umbrella. Now, obviously, most people know at this point that's not the case anymore, and it didn't really end well. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what Luciano has to offer as he grows as well. Uh, he has some on really great own. cigars on his own. 
Uh, the Mas Igneous cigar that he just released is is a great cigar. Um, he's he's been getting a lot of love the last couple of years. Now, unfortunately, this situation you know hasn't been a good one, obviously, and and I don't think it's completely sorted out yet. But it will be interesting to see kind of how he goes. I'm gonna say the exact same thing for Crown Heads. Crown Heads yes. is a brand that I really love right now. That is a brand that is still growing. They're doing great things. I mean, they got. Their last Calaveras collection. They got the Mel Diaz. They have the Juarez is a great cigar for the money. Um, and I think now as both of them sort of separate and create their own paths moving forward, mm-hmm. um, definitely one to watch. Crown Heads also Weather. just brought in Tim Osinger. Yep. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a whole new dynamic for Crown Heads just yep. on that side. So I'm gonna say even though they are separated now. Kind of hand in hand, like we're gonna mention both of them on this list because yep. I think they both deserve yes. to be there. Yes. Um, which is a oh, good one. I didn't one. get there yet, but I was getting there. But oh, both, both of them. Yeah. And I think, you know, we'll just we'll just see because I I really think this next year is gonna make or break them as they move past this drama. Yeah. Because it was one of the more dramatic things. Cigars, and, and you know what? And, and you know what? That we've seen. And shit happens. You yes. Know? And I think that time heals all. Um, and and time will heal these wounds for both of them, and they will go in their separate ways, yeah. and they'll do their own great things, um, hopefully. So yeah. uh, that's why I, I deem them to watch because it's it it's still too young, you know. It there's still it, there's still time for both of them to still blossom their own flowers and do well. So um, their own flowers. Oh. Well, you know what I mean. Oh, it's I just know. there's <laughs> just there's there's still time. It's not like this is like. Well, it's been four years, and like you know, Luciano hasn't done shit. Like it's, I, I still think they're on there to watch. They've been yeah. doing great things. Um, so I mentioned this before, how there was someone on here that's kind of on here twice, kind of sorta. Mm. We mentioned STG as STG, yep. right? As a whole, as mm-hmm. all the brands in the control. Yep. Ones to watch. We're going to be specific yep. to Room 101. Mm-hmm. The reason is is because, look, that's already a brand that's been growing, and Matt's been doing a great job with that. But now that that brand is under the ownership and the direction, not only Matt, but STG general, it's interesting to see how that is going to continue to grow the brand, mm-hmm. which I think is, you know, it's a big part of why Matt sold it to them. You know, and that's something we'll talk with Matt about in a couple of weeks when he comes on the show. But, yeah, I mean, it was a brand that Matt, at his own capacity, had gotten to where it was, sells it to STG. Now you have a company that can push it even further than Matt could have. Interesting to see where that brand goes. How much bigger will it get? Time will tell. That's definitely one to watch. Yep. I um, agree with that. So I would put that one on the list too. I feel like the ones to watch list is probably going to be the longest because I think there's just there's a lot more brands out there that will be on that just deserve to be on that list versus other lists. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's hard to or make the in control list to be honest unless you yeah. are a big, you know, a big manufacturer. Um you know, who's hot? I mean not everyone can be popular all at once that's mm-hmm. the truth right so yeah i feel like and th- so this is kind of the list where some people get love because we're not sure but you know they're putting out good stuff where are they gonna go because it's just it hasn't been consistent and yeah, i guess that's actually it, not a true it's, statement, a, it's a list it's them. a list where they de- they deserve yeah. the love but 
we got to we got to just we just need to see a little bit more. You yeah. Know? Um, but they're not doing bad things. Yeah. To be clear, it's not, they're not doing bad things. They're doing good things. It's where those good things will lead them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little bit of. I almost, I, had, a hic- I almost had a hiccup there. Yeah, that you did have a hiccup there. Um, <laughs> there was one more that I wanted to add to the list, and it it just it just dropped off my my mind here. Well, I have a couple extra. Go ahead. So I, I do think McAuliffe, McAuliffe, especially with this move recently to sort of cut out the bold collection. Oh, I think they're taking think a step that's back. Great for them. And I personally feel I I love McAuliffe. I'm a big McAuliffe mm-hmm. person. Oh yeah. Um, that they haven't quite got the love that they should have. Yeah, they, and with they, some retailers, they, I should say they definitely have some things. That they've been ironing out over the last two years. Yep. And I think we're starting to see that come into And they're play now, now in this refining phase. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of really like, okay, well, this is what has been working. This is what hasn't been working. And I think, you know, there's nothing. It, it's a good thing to sort of reevaluate where you are and not just be like, you know, keep going and you know, and just pushing for something that might not be working for you as a company. I think losing those, they're going to, it's going to be more appealing for retailers to take them on just because there's less shelf space to sort of commit to the brand. Um, Well, first of all, I think cutting out the bowl line is great. And I've said this for a while and I've said this to the guys at McAuliffe, like, look, I think, and I've, I've been, I've said this before. I always thought McAuliffe's thing that they have with Gomez Sanchez family mm-hmm. and their legacy brands, I think it's great. It's a story. And they to focus a, on that they story. They have a story to tell with some good quality cigars. Uh, it, it's They just they, they got something special with that. Yep. Then there was this Grande Bold collection. And I'm like, okay, not bad, but it's a lot of skews for a company their size. And you know, and we talked to Dan and we found out, you know, like, hey, we're going to be cutting this out. And I said to Dan, I go, Dan, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think this is yeah. great. I think this is great. You can really highlight the Gomez Sanchez, the legacy brands, tell that story. The Leenda, the Magdalia, yeah. the Riata. Like, those cigars are phenomenal. Like, I think it's it, it's a great thing for them. It just is. Mm. I love the Leenda. Yeah. McAuliffe A is one of my has been a popular one for yep. them. Um, the Riata I really enjoy. Um, you know, I, I, I agree. They've done – they've done some repackaging yep they've really uniformed all their bands and their boxes and stuff the like that. the repackaging is gorgeous i think um we we've seen some of the stuff that they've like the collector's edition that they just did was a really nice yeah um presentation the Medallia special edition that came out earlier this year we love that yeah. cigar uh we got tons of those we we couldn't get enough of those um so yeah i would say the last couple of years mcauliffe has been in a place where they've needed some things that they needed to work out but they've been doing it um and they're 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 really setting themselves up for some really good success long term and it'll be just exciting to see where that brand goes now that they've really started to kind of yep. get themselves where they need to be yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious to see so they are one to watch yeah definitely one to watch um what, what other one did you have i think you said you had a couple i'm gonna smoke my cigar because i forgot it's at that point. I mean, we're at the. There was one more. I was, so there's one more I wanted to add. But given some recent news, I just I don't know. Ooh, who did you? Uh... I wanted to say Adventura. 
Mm. Does that support? And someone did say that in the comments, one to watch, but I'm here's con- the thing. But I'm concerned now. Yeah. Because I'm not sure. If, for those who don't know, uh, the factory had, had burned, completed yep. the ground. It was a total loss. Um, they made cigars for a lot of other people. Bellotto, yep. um, Caldwell Cigars. And Bellotto um, was going to be on my list, I think, too. That was be, the other name. They made some stuff for Matt. I don't yep. know if he's still here. Um, but um, I, they have been doing some good stuff. We saw some good stuff uh, from them in the last, I would say, two years. Then this happens. So I hesitate because I'm like, you know, there's there's obviously ways they can move on from this and survive this and, and you know, whatever. But does it push them back way further? How does this affect them in the next, like, you know, two years? Is really the really the idea with the, the ones to watch list, I feel, is kind of like ones that you're going to see in the next year or two, like, really – you know, yeah. kind of spike up. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's it's one to watch, but it's one to watch cautiously because it, I think you're gonna have to see how they they bounce do it. back. They bounce back yeah. from that, uh, which I think they can do, but it's gonna be a lot of work. So, but I mean, other than that, yeah, they have some good stuff that they've been working on, and they've been doing stuff with other people. And um, Henderson was on the show this year or last year. Uh, we talked to him about some things. So he was on this year. They're definitely ones to watch. I just hope that things. Um, I hope they can bounce back, right? I mean, yeah, it's gonna be tough. You know what? I'm sorry. I actually have one I wanted. I to... I also have like two more now that we're sitting here. I actually have. <laughs> I actually have one that I had written down, because um, I don't have all the notes in front of me. I have one written down for the hot list that I think you'll agree with. If you want to circle back to that really quickly. Let's circle back to the hot list, Because I, I don't want to leave it out. Okay. Alec Bradley. Hmm. Alec Bradley. Okay. Why? Um. <laughs> Not that I'm, I'm... I just want to hear your point. Honestly, I've just been impressed with some of the stuff that they've come out with recently. Hmm. Um, especially the double broadleaf. I thought was really good. Um, you know catching up with them the last couple of uh shows and and have it the trade shows and bradley's been on the show i think twice um the stuff that they're working on the stuff that they they got going on and outside of just the alec bradley brand um they're really well covered and i think they're making some good strides and i think that they're definitely a brand i hear a lot about i get i see a lot of praise about them i've enjoyed a lot of the stuff that they've been putting out I see them. I see them in the hot category right now, and you can disagree, and that's fine. I slightly disagree. No hate for Alec Bradley. I don't. I just don't think there is. I don't know. I I feel like they're almost there in so popular, but they're just I not would, quite. I, I they would put them they on the, also have their ebbs and flows. I would put them on the hot list as of right now, but would you put them on the ones to watch list? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it just hasn't been consistent. And not like that what they're putting out isn't consistent because it is. I just think the popularity hasn't been consistent. Yeah. Okay. So, that's a fair point. Yeah. That's, that's just my only. That's a fair point. No that's hate for point. them. Love their cigars. Just it's my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So ones to watch. Ones to watch. couple other. I mean, honestly, with that, I think I'm good unless you have another one you want to add. So very small brand, dissident. 
think Sin is one to watch. I think that she's going to bring a new dynamic to that brand. Yeah. I I think that, you know, it's it was a brand that we, we were familiar with before. Mm-hmm. And I had some of their stuff, and it was pretty good. I think that they didn't have they didn't have someone like her who's taking it being the face yep and getting that traction around it i think you're right i think it's very early for them it is very very early very, very i early. will say that that uh, you know but i think 5 years from now though that that could be a yeah they have i mean pot- she's literally they just have getting potential. her foot in they have the potential yeah. i see that she started to do some events yeah which is cool, and I've heard their events are really cool. They have their event-only whiskey, I think, they do. that they do. They do, yep. Um, the Molotov was a limited edition yep. that they did that's been getting a lot of praise. Yep. Um, and I'm sure that they ha- – I think they have more stuff like that that they're working on. So yep. very, very early. Yep. But you're right. I think in the long term, they're ones to watch. Yep. I mean, I think they, they, have, they have the potential to do some good things. And I'm going to throw a Crux on here. Okay. Crux. Yeah. Ones to watch. Ones to watch. Yep. I don't like their packaging is beautiful. Their cigars are consistent. I'm going to put them. I'm going to put them with kind of like what we were saying with dissident. I just the only reason is I think they're great. I think their packaging is great. They have a great staff. All the other fundamentals that they need to be successful. The only big drawback from them right now is I just I don't see them enough everywhere. And and that's very but that's very tricky because. I just feel like up here in New England, they're just not. Not even in New England. There's here. there's other markets that I've, I I, yeah. I see them not as strong in. Yeah. Um, I think they can be, but they just they don't have if, enough. And with expansion in that arena, though, mm-hmm. I feel like it would that would greatly help them to yeah. become like just to have the visibility. I feel like uh, people who smoke them love them. Yeah. They're always taking pictures of them, putting them out there. But like ones to watch, I think. You know, with enough time, you know, I I almost want to compare it to like watering a seed. Like, you know, they're in that watering phase. They haven't like, like they're spread in it up there yet. What Matt would yeah. call the salad days. <laughs> kind of, yes. sort of. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. They're in the. I can see that. In the bigger picture, they're in the yeah. the, the the newer phase. Yeah. You know, the salad days. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I agree with the potential that they have. Um. I like them as a brand, but I really want to see them grow. And it's it's kind of like the same with like a couple of the other smaller brands we talked about that they're doing good things. They're just very small, so they don't have a lot of reach. But I think that if they they stay on and they continue to do the make the good decisions they've been making and all those things, continue to get into shops, do events, get the awareness mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. and just get them on shelves. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean anyone could do that really if they do the right thing. But these are the brands that you know. Yeah. I think we see. Even if they're not in control or they're hot or they're just around, they're they're doing the things that are helping them get there. So, yeah, I, I guess in the long term I can see them too. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna that's that's it for me though. That's everyone that yeah. I had to put on the list. At least I say for right now, because I have a feeling like tonight we're gonna be up watching How to Catch a Smuggler. <laughs> we're gonna be like, we should have said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that the, one should have been the, on the list too. The, the the live show part of this is more of. A looser conversation. The written piece is going to be much more detailed. So um, when that goes out, it'll be posted on SpokenTobacco.com. You guys can read it. You guys can comment along, whatever. Um, and But again, those lists are subject to change, right? So uh, this is something that we'll do. 
I don't know if we're going to do this quarterly or we're going to do this annually, but we'll do it, you know, again. And we'll go back and say, okay, so from I the last like list. twice a year. Twice like a, a year. Like a mid-year check-in because things change and that's mm-hmm. why. Those those lists can change. Someone who's hot at the beginning of the year, pff, you might have not heard from them like the second half. That's true. They've gone down. That's so true. So it, everything is subject to change. That's why, you know, it's there. But I feel like, you know, I feel like quarterly, eh. Yeah, maybe we do it end of year and then we do it around trade show time, either right before the show or like after the show, like from whatever we saw. Uh, we do like a mid-year check-in and we do yeah. an end-of-the-year check-in. So yeah. I think, again, we'll we'll see this maybe sometime next Ooh, July. Maybe one before the show and then one after the show after we see what's coming for the second half. That's true. I don't know. You do one before the show for the first half of the year. Yeah. The show happens. And then for the end of the year, you see how what happened at the show Mm. played out the rest of the year yeah yeah i think I'm that's what we'll do see that so. i think that's how we'll do it so we'll do this again we'll do the same format we'll do the three three categories uh that we did but uh, other than that no i thought that was fun that was different it was uh, interesting and again i think there's a lot of people who have cigars on all of those different sections of those lists um whether it's hot control wants to watch they all i think for the most part they have cigars uh, to watch for the list at the end of the year. Not even just our list, just all lists in general. You get the half wheel consensus too, uh, which is like a summary of all the lists together. So I definitely think that there's some good stuff out there. And as we get closer and closer to Cigar of the Year, we'll get a little bit more specific on that. But other than that, that was a good show. And uh, that's going to do it for us. Um, When did we... Hold on. Okay. What Sorry, I was <laughs> I was trying to figure out when we um, rescheduled Oliver for. So, um, so next week on the show, um, we actually have Mickey Pegg. That's right from All Saints 100%. on the show. That's right, Mickey. Um, so that'll be a great show, and we can chat all things All Saints. You want to talk about All Saints? Mickey yeah. will be here. I didn't know that was yeah. next. I didn't know that was next week. That's next was, week. That's next week. Damn, that's, that's that time. is next week. Time is just going quick. Yeah. Well, I'm excited because I love Mickey. So. Um. So, yeah. Is there a spare notes this week? There is. There's there, a spare yeah. note Saturday night. Uh, we, 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 we will be back, uh, Coop and I. I feel like Coop's going to critique this episode on spare notes. Coop critiques everything. I know. I feel like that's... But it's okay. So, tune into spare notes if I, you want to hear a critique of this to Matt's I, face. <laughs> I do appreciate Coop's feedback, though. I trust him. I mean, oh, of course. Know, I know there's people out there that yeah. probably hate him, but it's fine. I trust him, so whatever. We're good. Um... So there's that. And then the week after, we will probably, we'll either have our pre-recorded episode or our, or we'll just go live from whatever country we happen to be in that week. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do it while we're away. That's the only thing. Because I don't know. If we can. If we can, we might do yeah. something. But I think our, still our regular, our regular scheduled programming may happen before any pre-recorded format. Maybe yeah. we'll go live. I don't know. But. Something something will be done. I don't want to just skip the week because that would suck. Yeah. We already did that last week. So we can't do it again. Um, I try to only miss like one show a year. Or maybe we'll just do like an episode earlier on that week. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We'll do something. But that is going to do it from the Smoke and Tobacco Show from Nicole and myself once again. We are live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to go to SmokeAndTobacco.com for more news and updates from the cigar industry. And as always, don't forget to follow us on social media and like and subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, and everywhere you get all of your podcasts from. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye, everyone. 
Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.